Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Hola. Hello, it's Shane and Zadie. Yes, finally. Back again together. The best group ever. Yep, and also and also recording like we used to in the olden days. Yeah, sorry if this sounds like it's coming down a tube, guys, but this is the best we could handle tonight. It is, yes, cause, um, because cause Skype hates Shane. Apparently. Generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Welcome to the Sadie and Shane Super Happy Fun Time Fall Fiesta Brought to you by the Baltic Effect. My name is Sadie. That guy's name is Shane. Sadie. Sadie. As, as you may have gleaned from what we were saying. What? What? What, Shane? What? It's okay. It's just It's just a UFO. We got to go. Okay. It's true. <laughs> it's actually, she said flying. She said flying sauce. Oh, uh, whatever. I love that line, though. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So Shane and I have also been using, um, well, okay then. Yes. Like on text back and forth when something happens. Well, okay then. So by my count... Hey. By my count, we've got three shows that have finished and one uh, podcast that has started. Right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I didn't finish um, Scream Queens, by the way. Oh, that's all right. I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, and that's totally fine, yeah. I it was kind of stupid. Yeah, it, it, it started to kind of lose me. I was like, yeah, it's just like the same thing all the time and people being witchy and weird and, <laughs> yeah, so, so who so who was the other killer that we don't know who it was? Okay, well, uh, first off, I will say they did some good stuff. They did. I don't know if you saw it, but the Thanksgiving episode is very good. I liked that. Um, I did see that one, and yeah, and I saw most of Black Friday. I think I liked how Thanksgiving yeah. showed like some of the other Chanels and what their life is like. You know, the the one yeah. that the Swanson family. Oh, that was that was sad. Um, that was that was that was amazing and hilarious, and, and I love her. And I love. I think since we talked last, actually, we found out why she wears the earmuffs. Also. I don't remember finding that out. What was it? I probably slept through it. It was, it was, it was that she had a boyfriend who like loved, like started stalking her and said that he like loved her ears so much that he wanted to cut them off. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. So, so, yeah. That's a but stupid I answer. I was hoping the answer was that she didn't have ears. That would have been better. That would have been better. You're right. Totally. Yep. Okay. So before so, I tell you who the killer is, uh, who were the two that we already had identified? Um. Boone. Yes. And Boone and Gigi. Okay. Um, so who yeah, do you who do you want to guess? Or, or, we already know Gigi raised the twins in an insane mm-hmm. asylum. It was Boone oh. and guess. So it, was it one boy and one girl or two boys? Well, 
Uh, I don't think that I should tell you because then you have options or fewer options to choose okay. from. But okay, um, okay. Uh, well, uh, what you've been saying all along, Grace. Okay, no, I was wrong. <laughs> uh, it was drumroll, Hester. Hester? Oh, yeah, of all people, Chanel number six. Turns out she was crazy, of course, because she, she was, was raised in an insane asylum. Uh, Gigi raised up Boone and her to be killers, and Boone was dumb, and Hester was just crazy. And uh, then that's about it. She got raised up. She got taught to told to go to the college and kill people, and that was pretty much the answer. Uh, yeah, I just don't know <laughs> whether that all adds up, honestly. But yeah, well, the only the the cool thing was they they did show that like she had to. Uh, get into the college after living her whole life in a, an insane asylum. She had to fake her records, and Dean Munch totally recognized that they were faked. But they needed a quota for like mentally handicapped people, so she let her in. <laughs> and then Boone basically just showed up to the fraternity and told them he was a member of the school and never actually took any classes. Oh, interesting. And he was not right. he was not gay, which I don't know why that was oh. even ever a thing then. You know. Why make him gay and then pretend gay? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know. That's that's weird. The whole show just fell apart in the last couple episodes. Yeah, it just yeah, it was starting to fall apart. I think I have like two left after Black Friday, probably. And yeah, yeah I was just like, I'm just bored. I am bored of Chanel like well, yelling at people and calling them sluts. I'm just bored. Of I'll that. tell you this: the show they aired the final two episodes in the same night. And I oh. didn't I didn't know that they were gonna do that. So the next day I got up and watched the most recent episode, which wound up being the actual finale. So I missed oh. the penultimate episode and I did not feel the need to go back and watch it. Oh wow, snap. Uh just know that Pete gets killed. That's all that matters. Yep. Oh Pete got killed? What? Yeah. Pete got killed? Yeah. Oh that's sad. That's sad. Kind of. Um, I mean, do you care about Pete? I like Pete. Because Pete does one of the best um, Matthew McConaughey's I've ever seen. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I loved that. That made me so happy when he did that. It was awesome, especially because we did True Detective, and then he was pulling a True Detective on us. Well, the way that the way that it uh, left everybody was, uh, let's see, uh, what's her name that I never liked, the main girl, uh, Grace. Grace and Zayday wound up running the fraternity or the sorority. Excuse me. And uh, Hester is like their number two, and she she killed everybody. The only person that found out that she killed everybody was Dean Munch, but she's not going to rat on her, so she gets away with it. And Dean Munch is dating Wes now, and oh, nice. Denise Hemphill is the uh, chief of police. <laughs> I fucking love. <laughs> That's where they left everybody. Dead. I really thought she was dead, and then Milo walked in, I was watching it one day, and he's like, I thought she was dead. I'm like, I thought she was dead, and how do you even have any idea? You can't kill Denise Semphill. You can't. Because, yeah, because she's Denise Semphill. Yeah. I'm going to start calling myself that just all the time, but my name just doesn't flow that way. No. Yeah, I need, I need a better last name. Mm. Yeah. You should have talked to Chris about that. Or I should just, well, no, my last name is my last name, his last name is his last name. Oh, y'all are progressive, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. When I was married to the first guy, my, my aunt, when I got divorced, she was like, well, when you get married again, I'll believe it if you change your last name. And I'm like, <laughs> Thank, thanks, aunt. Okay. 
Yeah, thanks, Ange. Yeah, thanks, Aunt Patty. But Chris <laughs> and I have been together for 13 years as of uh, last Wednesday. Congratulations. By the way, thank you. Like, together or married? Uh, together, like, from mm-hmm. the, the night that we made the decision to, like, be together and stop messing, like, stop messing around and, like, he, he doesn't want to be in a relationship, that kind of thing. So, yeah. But it was nice. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it's always it's the day after my birthday, so we always forget about it. And then it's like I type in the date, I'm like, oh shit, it's December second, shit. <laughs> oh. Oh, but anyway, yeah. So I had a birthday and uh, got a tattoo, and that's awesome. Yes. Your tattoo was a uh, a quiz question on the Nate Bjork podcast pod quiz, or the oh, other way around, really? podcast pop quiz. Yeah. What was the, the actual question? Uh, it was uh, something about what was the number that was referenced in this episode that was also, you know, one of Sadie's favorite numbers. And it was the day after. It was the day after you posted that you got that tattoo. So because that was my birthday when I turned. I got it. I got it right, Mister uh, Trenton. Hmm, did not. Fucking Trent. Swear <laughs> to God, how many times do I have to tell him? Forty-seven. I don't how know. Many times. I don't know. How many times? Ah, okay. So before we get into the next show we're going to talk about, we're done with Scream Queens, right? I mean, I can't think of anything really else to say about it. I enjoyed the first half of the season. Yeah, I did too. And, yeah, and it was cool because it was, it was so Halloween-y, and it, just, it felt good at Halloween, and then when Halloween was over, it was just kind of like, eh. <laughs> just, I don't, it just, it's kind of just, it's not a Thanksgiving show, even though they tried to have a Thanksgiving show, but, which was fun, but mm-hmm. anyway, so, um, I just want to say that I'm, I'm going to Star Wars on Friday. Oh, good. Friday, and we're going to a theater where you get to reserve your seats, so we've already bought tickets, we know where we're sitting, so we don't have to stand in line and worry about not getting seats. But what if the guy in front of you is dressed as Chewbacca? Well... So the thing is, it's like like super super steep stadium seating. Oh, okay, um, good. Don't try to don't don't try to say that again. Um, <laughs> and we're standing we're in the row behind the wheelchair row. Okay. So we're yeah. So there's like the flat space, and then we're the row above that. And I sit there all the time, and I know that it's a good row. And nice. Also, my Milo's best friend Max is also coming with us. So I'm taking two ten year old boys to an opening night of a Star Wars fucking movie and I'm really, really excited about it. That is really cool. I wish I was as excited about Star Wars as everybody else is. Yeah. yeah. We actually, we might go tomorrow night also because it's playing at our little theater down in Westmoreland and we're like, you know, we could just fucking go and we could like watch it and then be like glorified the next night because we're going to see it 3D and 80 foot screen and blah, blah, blah. But we could go see it and everyone's like, I don't know, maybe, yeah. I've made plans. two nights in a row. I've made plans to drive three hours away from here to go hang out with some friends that live at the north part of the state to go see Batman versus Superman in March. Oh. <laughs> nice. That'll be fun. That's something I'm excited about. Star Wars is, uh, you know, it, at the risk of alienating our audience, Star Wars is okay. I like Star Wars. I will see the new Star Wars movie at some point, but I am not lined up to go see it. Yeah, yeah. But you love J.J. Abrams, right? I mean, I like J.J. Abrams all right. I didn't really care for some of the things that he did in Into Darkness, but, you know. Are you fucking kidding me? What? Uh, well, okay, at the risk of getting really pedantic, we didn't need to rehash a story that had already been told better in another Star Wars, I mean, another Star Trek movie. I mean, you didn't, you could have left the Wrath of Khan alone. You could have gone and done your own story. Well, okay. They even they even redid the most iconic scene in any Star Trek movie, which is the death of Spock. They just swapped it up for Kirk. And then they didn't even leave him dead. They gave him the magic con blood that 
resurrect people now. So great, we have that now. We can just resurrect anybody, I guess. It's just stupid. Okay. My point being, I enjoyed most of that movie, but I had issues with it. Okay. What I loved about that movie is that it wasn't Wrath of Khan, but had Khan in it. And also, it was also a very Chekhov-centric episode. Mm -hmm. Like, without... Because Wrath of Khan was also, and that was cool. And I liked the I liked the flipping of the scene, and um, but it has no resonance. I, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess. I don't know. I it guess. doesn't mean yeah. anything. In the in the Wrath of Khan, they kill Spock off till the next movie. You know, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> for for a forty year old movie. <laughs> but I would I would like for them to be doing their own thing, which it looks like in the new one that they are doing. They're doing their own thing, a new story. But uh, that's not Abrams. Yeah, I know, but it's Justin Lin. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure it's going to be great. I did see the trailer, and I'm excited about it. It's just, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, that last movie... And Simon, could have been and Simon Pegg wrote it. And Simon Pegg wrote it. Yes, he did. Or helped write it. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it seems like a very, very Scotty-centric uh, film. And so, yeah. We're, all, we're very excited about that at our house. And also, the next thing Milo's super excited about is Zoolander 2. Okay. So, he wants to watch the preview for Zoolander 2, like, every day. Okay, cool. Good for him. I know, I know. He, he really, 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 really likes Ben Stiller. Really, really, really ridiculously? Really, 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 really a lot. Um, yes. That was a reference to Zoolander. No. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, Sorry. really, really, really. Ridiculously. And I, like, Good looking. And I'll be like, hey, Milo, Milo, <laughs> give, me, give me Blue Steel. He can do it. It's pretty awesome. But why male models? No. What? But why male models? Why male models? Yeah, that's also from the original Zoolander. The, the, when oh, they're revealing sorry. the when they're revealing the plot at the end of the movie, but why male models? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Oh, sorry, someone just texted me. I don't know if you can hear the ding ding. But no, okay. I cannot. So, do you want to do um, Fargo or Leftovers first? Mmm. See, I was. Uh, that's why I started with Scream Queens because that's the easy one to start with. Uh, let's do. Well, I just watched. I just watched Fargo. Let's talk about Fargo. Okay, let's talk about Fargo, and then we'll work our way up to your favorite show. Yeah, why don't you um you kind of like take take Fargo? Okay. Lead lead. Fargo. Uh, for the listener, you Sadie knows this, but man, Fargo has been my favorite show this season. Um, and I I, I love the way that they have done the characters. Kirsten Dunst's character has been just just amazing. Uh, the way that they've changed her over the course of the season, and then to have Hansi be such a big deal is incredible. I mean, there's. I saw an interview with that guy, and he said there's like 30 working Native American actors in the country, you know. So the fact that they got somebody that good to be in that role was incredible. Um, my big I, thing I was... I heard that there's a, movie, there's a movie out somewhere with uh, Patrick Wilson and the guy who plays Hansi. Oh, hmm. I had not heard of that. Yeah, I can't, can't remember what it was, but someone wrote into another podcast to tell us about it. And, hmm. But we should look it up, and we should watch it. Um, yes, we should. I was going to say the big deal, and you know this, Sadie, for me was in the penultimate episode when we actually saw the massacre at Sioux Falls. That was incredible. Everything from uh, Hansi trying to stop Floyd from going to the way that it all went down to the goddamn motherfucking aliens. They were actually there. I thought, you know, this whole season that it was going to be a theme. You know, I know the aliens were big in the 70s, and I know that's a theme that they were exploring. But to actually show a UFO, and it wasn't, like I thought for a minute, maybe it's just one of these characters is hallucinating this thing. But no, Bear saw it, and uh, uh, Dudio saw it, 
and Kirsten Dunst saw it, and Ed saw it, and uh, the guy from Cheers saw it. And, and Kirsten Dunst was like the opposite of nonplussed. Plussed, I guess. It's a flying saucer. Let's go. Yeah, that we was got, awesome. That was a great. Line. It was a great line. We gotta go. Definitely. Uh, gotta go. That my two favorite line. my two favorite lines of that episode was that line, and then when Mike Milligan shows up after everything's done, sees all the dead bodies, looks around, and says, "Well, okay then," and gets back in the yep. car. Um, so oh. I love. Um, I just want, can I can I jump in? Oh please, of course, do go ahead, go. Um, so. Um, with uh, Kristen Dunst and her being just a total whack job, what was up with the smoke thing, and how did Hansi get burned? Well, they showed that she had issues with seeing things, because after she killed Dodd, she saw that guy talking to her in the basement. Do you remember that? She was sitting on the steps? Yes, yes. Okay. So they just they established that she sees things. And then as far as... They pushed the button. Uh, and then as far as Hansi getting burned, uh, that was from when she was making the tea in the hotel room. She poured boiling water on him when he came in. Oh, so he was burned the entire end of the, of the, of the show? Well, the last episode, yeah. Okay. I totally didn't even notice that he was burned. Okay. That's weird. Because, yeah, I was like, so did her hallucination burn his face? <laughs> no, no, no. And also, um, question the next. Who was the guy with the turtleneck and chain? That um, that they went to his house and the lady was making soup and shit. They went to his house and the lady was making. Oh 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 oh! All right, that house was the Gerhardt's house. The lady making soup was the old woman that's always been in the background cooking. Oh okay. And that guy was the guy that came in from New York several episodes ago. Remember to help out. He was the one that was always saying, uh, "Hey, you need to take this phone call. They have your brother." You know. Oh okay 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 all right. Yeah, ah, I was very confused. I'm having a hard time today. I'm like, wait, what? I was actually kind of bored with this episode, honestly. Uh, I know. I don't know what my problem is, but it was not doing it for me. Did uh, you catch? Okay. Did you catch who the guy was that Hansi talked to on the bleachers at the end? No. No. Okay, I had to look that up online because I wasn't sure. But that guy is one of the villains from season one. Like he's barely in season one, but he's the guy that orders uh what's his name dead orders billy bob thornton dead um he's okay. his name starts with a t and i forget it now but in season one he's like eating lobster with a bib and he's like a messy eater and he says that thing that hanzi says in the episode about um yeah don't care dead don't care pain whatever you know yeah it's um it starts off with uh not apprehend dead and that yeah i wrote dot 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 that's that's the message but also, so the kids who were playing ball, do you know who they were? Mr. Wrench and Mr. Numbers. Yeah, hell yeah, and he's Moses Tripoli now. Tripoli, thank you. No, oh, Tripoli is the guy from season one. Uh, yeah. That guy talking to him. Now. No, no, no. That guy talking to him becomes Tripoli. Hansi becomes somebody else. No, no, he gave him the wallet, and Hansi lifted up the thing, and it was Moses Tripoli. But if you look he at the guy, Tripoli. if you look at the guy that Hansi talks to, and you look at Moses Tripoli in season one, Oh, there's no way that that's Hansi. That's got to be that guy. But 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 that was his you know, fake ID that they gave him. I bet that Hansi winds up, you know, taking the. And, he, and he said he wanted to get a whole bunch of facial work done, like like. Maybe that was stuff. maybe that was Hansi. I I don't know. They leave it. I just think that that guy looks so much like the other guy. I don't know. But yeah. okay, well, I guess Mister Mister Numbers and Mister Wrench wind up working for Hansi. 
And uh, Adam Arkin. I love Adam Arkin, and he also directed this episode. So who who was Adam Arkin? He was the um, the bald guy who was giving him the job at the end. Oh, the guy that I think is Tripoli. Okay. Oh wait, that's not the guy. No, no, the guy who was giving Mike Milligan the job at the end. He told oh him yes. His hair. Oh, speaking of that scene. Okay. Did you ever watch the show The Shield? No. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert for The Shield. Um, <laughs> the the final episode ends with the guy who has been for five seasons doing whatever he wants and breaking the law and killing people and doing all sorts of terrible shit. His punishment at the end is that he gets a desk job where he has to sit there and write reports all day for five days a week. And this reminded me a lot of that. Mike Milligan, you know, that's what he winds up doing, sitting in an office with one of those damn typewriters in the first episode and yeah, oh, oh, doing yeah. financial accounting reports, you know? Yeah, that's insane. He wants to be a fucking gangster. But he doesn't want it. He said I, he didn't want to be, you know, low level forever, so that's what it means to move up in the 1980s, I guess. Yeah. Get yeah. a haircut and wear a tie. The whole show is like a metaphor for mom and pop stores versus the corporations. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like mom and pop gangster thing is not going to work anymore. Not when not when there's Kansas City. I was so happy that uh, uh, Ted Danson and Betsy both survived. Me too. And also, I was also so happy. You just watched Godfather two last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas City was mentioned in Godfather. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. I can't remember whether it was two or one. We watched them both last week, and it's like hmm. a seven-hour ordeal, but not <laughs> ordeal, wonderful thing. But, um, but yeah, at one point they mentioned like, and our friends from Kansas City, and I was like, "Oh, in Kansas City, yay!" And Chris was like, "Yay!" yay <laughs> well, uh, thing, apparently. All right. So if you had to choose, and nobody's saying this is actually what's going to happen, but say they do what they did this year. Uh, I can't hear you. Your, your mouth. I'm sorry. Start. I was I was leaning on the microphone. My bad. Uh, say that they do what they did this year which is take a character from season one and show something else that happened to them in a different time period. All right. Who would you like to follow next year? Um, well, do you know um, what the time period is going to be? Cause I do. What, what's going to be? What the time period of the next show is going to be. I hadn't seen that they announced that. No, it, it, yeah, they have. It's going to be approximately two years after season one. So like, Oh, hmm. 10, I think is what they were saying. Okay. And, um, and that no one that we've seen before will be at least a main character. Hmm. So um, someone I would like to see show up again would be like from this season or or any season. Any season. I love Oliver Platt. I, okay. I want to see. I want to see him in the background at least somewhere. I fucking love that guy. I love. I've loved him forever. <laughs> I just remembered uh, three more things that I wanted to mention. Okay. Okay. Thing the first was uh, the opening of the penultimate episode where it was a book and it was a historian talking and it slowly dawned on me that that was uh, the guy from season one. The yeah. Arthur Dent. I don't remember the actor's name. He's, Martin Freeman. Thank you. I was going to say, he's Arthur Dent. He's Watson. <laughs> but that was really cool. And I texted, I texted you, and you said that was my reaction exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first thing. Is that Martin Freeman? I, it sounded like Jude Law at first. I'm like, <laughs> There's no reason that Jude Law would be on this. Oh, it must be Martin Freeman. Because <laughs> he, he, he didn't have his British accent the first season. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Yeah, my problem... Okay, go ahead. No, uh, continue. I, I, I was going to go to thing two. I have a couple of 
have a couple of issues with the penultimate episode in that it was just so like weirdly randomly not the same style as the rest of the season has been kind of like it I think um, that there was a reason for that Okay, well, let me say what I say, and Sorry. then, then you yeah, give me a ahead. reason for it. So, um, so there was, like, the thing where Hansi was shooting the gun, and it did the, like, still frame thing, mm-hmm. and it was, like, crazy, crazy with the um, with the split screens, which I kind of liked, but it was just, like, way, like, many, many split screens. And then a lot of it looked, like, really Wes Anderson-y. So it was, like, mm-hmm. Wes Anderson part of it, and, like, Quentin Tarantino was part of it, and, like, Martin Scorsese was part of it. And, and so... And this is not my line, but someone else said, it's like someone let an intern loose in there and they just went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to try this, I want to try this, I want to try this. Fine, do it, intern, whatever. But, all right, so go. Why Why did they do this? Well, first off, I loved it. I loved all of the stuff that they did, and I loved all the homages to Anderson and, and, and everybody, uh, and Tarantino and everything. The, the reason why it's different, or the reason why it looks different, is because it's being told differently. It's being told to us from a history book instead of, you know, like every other episode is presented. Yeah, so, that's true. and part of the reason I think that they did it that way, and this is me speculating, is that they wanted us not to be sure about Hanzi's motivations. And the best way to do that is to look at it from the point of view of history and say, hey, nobody knows why this guy was doing this. Maybe it was when he was in Indian school. Maybe it was when he was adopted. Maybe it was, you know, this and this. Mm-hmm. Oh, and how about Hanzi is uh, old man's son with the maid? Oh, oh, really? Oh. They announced that in the last episode, yeah. How did I miss that? Because I'm a dumbass. But the the father of the family or whatever, Floyd's husband, uh, had an affair with a maid, and Hansi's the result of that. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Yes, that totally makes sense. Um, oh, okay, so penultimate episode also. Um, my favorite part of it was, and it didn't, it didn't pan out, but my favorite part was when Hank and Lou, when Hank had been shot, Mm-hmm. And they were talking, and so I, like, that happened. I paused it, and I was like, "Was that them like saying goodbye in that kind of like army way?" When it's like, "Yeah, as soon as you get better, we're going to go to Vegas. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to go to Vegas. Of course, we're going to make it there." And because he was like, "Come over to dinner on Sundays." Like, I love that trope. That, it seemed like it seemed like a goodbye to me, like a, a guys who don't like admit that they're dying goodbye thing, and like, "Yeah, yeah, you come over to dinner on Sunday. We'll we'll make pot roast. Mm-hmm. We'll drink whiskey." But then, but then, yay, they did. Mm-hmm. That was cool. And also, my other thing about that episode was, and it was weird because it happened on both this and The Leftovers, because all of our shows have weird things that connect. So the entire time, I was like, but what about Betsy? What about Betsy? And on The Leftovers that week, Kevin got shot. I'm like, where's Kevin? <laughs> What's going on with Kevin? Where's Kevin? Why does no one care that Kevin has been shot? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, because he already got out of that once. I was very stressed out, like, for a couple of days with those two episodes. Very stressed out. <laughs> All right. So the second thing I was going to say is that uh, I love the explanation for uh, Ted Danson having all those symbols in his room, that he was coming up with a, a simpler was, alphabet. That was amazing. That was amazing. It gave me one language to avoid all the miscommunication. It reminded awesome. me of uh, the 70s was also when people started experimenting with things like Esperanto to try to make a universal language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I thought and that I was pretty cool. Hank's, I also loved Hank's line when he said, you'll know the angels when they come because they'll have the faces of your children. I know, that was sweet. That's, that's adorable. That's totally adorable. And how are they going to like do the, the spacecraft in the report? Just like gloss <laughs> over that and then... <laughs> 
and then it was and then it was over. Yep, and then something so, happened. Yep. So I mean, the thing is, they were not technically aliens in the show at all. Eh. They, were, they, were, they were UFOs. Okay, but yeah. I mean, they weren't human UFOs. No, I know, but but so so yeah, listeners, you don't know this, but I've said this to Shane before that like I I feel like. It was just there was it, there was kind of a weird mass hysteria in the late seventies about UFOs, and, mm-hmm. and it could be because because there were some UFOs around or whatever, but they didn't they didn't they didn't do anything. All they did was that one time they made Hamzi lose some time, mm-hmm. but they were just they're just kind of looking. Well, and they, they weren't really part of, part of the plot. They just were like, oh, okay, yeah. They distracted that. Uh, go. <laughs> they distracted that kid, the Colkian kid, at the beginning of the season. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and then they distracted Bear at the end. Yep. Oh, that's a good point too. All right. So yeah, they're just there for for distracting. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember what the third point was. I was going to make. Damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's my fault. But I was going to say something. I think about Betsy. Um, oh, yes. Uh, Betsy had that vision at the beginning of the finale um, oh, about yeah. the future. And we got to see the first season versions of Molly and Lou again, and that was nice. But yeah, and then and also Molly like and and uh, Colin Hanks with their kids and stuff, and yeah, so beyond beyond where we ended up in season one, which was awesome. That but was nice. that was just such a a great sort of philosophical moment when Betsy talks about seeing <laughs> sounds silly, but like seeing Walmart, you know, seeing the future, and seeing how the world could be. That was really cool. I loved that. Yeah, which is also strange, again, with the, like, mom-and-pop store versus, like, corporations and stuff, because their town, like, has a butcher and probably, like, a baker and, like, the little little stores where you go, but they don't have, like, a great big super store crazy thing. But it's, that's hilarious. Look ahead and, like, wow, stores where you can buy everything. I really, really, I really, really appreciate what Fargo does with experimentating with, experimentating? Experimenting with form. Uh, where you had uh, so many things this season, like the split screens are a tiny thing, but things like her seeing the future or things like a UFO showing up or Peggy having her visions or uh, the the fake uh, Ronald Reagan movies that they came up with, you know, things like that that add so much character to this show. I, I That's what I love about this show is that I don't know what to expect, but I know I'm going to love it. Every week. Yeah. Um, and I know that you said you were bored by the ending. I, I'm sorry about that, but I just love every episode. I love all the characters, and I love how weird it is. I just love how they feel comfortable enough to do big, weird things on the show. Yeah. So you know how um, last week I wrote you that I really wanted Mike Milligan to be an alien? Oh, that would have been so cool. Be. And, and then he walked in and he said, People, People of Earth. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like, oh, my God, please let his head split open and be a little guy in there. Please, please, please. (laughs) That would have been great. Great. It would have been great. And I totally would have been fine with it. I would have been fine with it. That'd be, yep, totally fine. Um, (laughs) There's something that I wrote down. Oh, Peggy wants to go to Alcatraz. She thinks that would be awesome. Was she talking about Alcatraz? Wasn't Alcatraz shut down by then? I guess not. She said that there was a place that was like in the bay across from San Francisco, 
and that maybe she could see a pelican. I don't think there's any other prisons in the bay outside of San Francisco. I love that uh, that's her goal is, you know, even if it means being in jail, she just wants to get to California. She just wants to do something different. Yep. Amazing. She was really good. She was really good. I love yeah. her. And oh, and and that uh, that Ed's like pretty much his dying words were "I want a divorce." Like, yeah, his dying words were "I want a divorce." And then like she's telling him the whole thing about how it's like the movie that she's seen. And I just looked. It looked like in his face he was just like, "Oh God, woman, with this again. Just shut yeah. up. I want to <laughs> die in peace." <laughs> Yes, just, just just shut up for one fucking second. <laughs> just shut up. Um, I was sad that Constance died, that we finally found out that like, Constance died. Yeah, I didn't really see a way for her to survive, though. I I did. I just figured he like got what he needed from her, and he was in the middle of making some kind of life change, it seemed like, because then he wanted the haircut and shit. So. But when the haircut didn't work out, I feel like... I think that Hansi broke at some point and was just... He didn't yeah. care... He didn't care how many people he killed. He didn't care about anything. Uh, he just broke, you know? Yep. And there was no way that he was going to let anybody survive. Yep, I guess so. Not the um, family that raised him, not these new people, not nobody. I know, yeah. But yeah, the whole opening montage of like, ah, that's a bunch of dead Gerhardt. Yep. Oh, yeah, and we got, we got the answer about what's your name, um, uh, the daughter. Oh, uh, I thought we knew she was dead. No, they never showed a dead body. And well, yeah, but we heard the shot, and I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, we never actually saw her dead, but now we know that she's been sad. I liked her. I loved her. She was a cool character. She was my favorite character. So, really? Here's my question. Season one or season two? What do you like better? Two. Yeah, I like one better. So, there you go. <laughs> Boom. So, we will be joining, we'll, we'll be getting back together for season three, which, dude, doesn't start until spring of 2017. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Where did yep. you hear all this spurious information? Um, from After Buzz TV. Well, I officially don't like After Buzz TV then. Because because they're telling you things that are that are probably true and they make you mad. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I loved um, I loved War Pigs because I love the fucking song War Pigs. It's awesome. I love Cake's version of that. I, I wrote that down. That's going to be the, the song at the beginning of this episode. Nice. Listeners, the cake person? Spoiler alert for the song you already heard. Am I a cake person? What? Oh, yeah. Good. Did you say, yeah, I'm a cake person, yes. I love cake. No, I meant like the cake version of that song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Good, yes. good, good, good. That's, yes, that's what I'm going to go. So, here's, here's um, do you know my Nate's running joke about that song? No. Okay, here, here it goes. Um, Shane, I'm writing a song, and I've got, like, this word masses. I'm looking for a word that rhymes with masses. Do you know a word that rhymes with masses? <laughs> How about, have you tried black masses? Oh, masses? Oh, you're right, masses does rhyme with masses. <laughs> yes. I know, that does bother me, too, when I listen to it. That's the thing. So Shane and Eric, like, Nate and I will do that just every once in a while. I'll, like, get on his Facebook and, like, dude, I'm looking for a word that rhymes with masses. And he's like, have you tried masses? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, oh, that might oh. be everything I have to say. Okay, we should briefly talk about cereal. Well, do you want to do that or do you want to do leftovers? Let's briefly talk about cereal. Okay. It's kind of a, a it's an in-between because we only had one episode. We were thinking it was going to start earlier in our show. Yeah, come on, Sarah Koenig. I know, right? Dude, you said November. You said November. 
not fucking December 5th or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, shit, like that. But anyway. Anyway, but Shane had a good point. Sometimes um, it takes longer to get out of podcasts than you expect. And, <laughs> we would know. Yeah. We would know about that. I was like, I was like ooh, snap. I, I told Chris, too. Well, that wasn't at you. That was at us. That was a, that was a snap at me. But no. Anyway, come on, lady. Whatever. I know. I know. Because you're, you're really nice. Yeah. So what, what we're getting at is we recorded an episode that I never put out. But it's okay. We're I wasn't going to say anything. Well, that's okay. I did. I want to be honest with my listeners. I like lying to our listeners. Oh, okay. Um, no, I'm, 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 I'm 27. <laughs> and, um, no, because that would mean I had my kid when I was 17, and I'm not that kind of person. So, yeah. What kind anyway, of person is that, um, judgy? So I worked with this woman <laughs> who, when I, got, when I got pregnant, she said, oh, my God, you're going to want to think long and hard about that. And I'm like, I thought about it for 19 years longer than you did. Ooh, stick burn. Because, yes. Yeah, I mean, she started at 17, and I had mine at 37, so mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, dude, I, yeah, I'm not the kind of person who started pumping them out when I was 17. Crazy. Crazy. All right. So what is Serial about this season? It is about uh, Bo Bergdahl, who, this guy who apparently, like, left his post and apparently was kidnapped by the Taliban, but was is there, kidnapped by the Taliban? Is there any chance I've heard of Bo Bergdahl before? I, I suppose so. I hadn't until I started reading about Serial. But oh, okay. Had, had heard about Bobo. Well, I was just, I was very impressed with the difference that they did this season because last year with Adnan was something that I think most people listening to Serial were not familiar at all with the case. And oh, yeah, absolutely. This time it was all over the news. Even though you had not heard of it before, you heard that clip at the beginning of the episode where it's all the news stories about Bo Bergdahl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and even Donald Trump had something to say about it. Everybody, when it was first announced that he was coming home, was like, holy shit, yay, wonderful, he's coming home. And then they started hearing what had happened with him you know, deserting his crew, and immediately everybody was deleting tweets and saying, oh, this guy's terrible, and we shouldn't have traded guys yeah. for him. Yeah, and apparently like the um, like Congress has to okay that kind of stuff, and they didn't, and so... Obama got in big trouble for doing that also? On the one hand, we should not leave a man behind. But on the other hand, I don't want to sound like a Republican, but, I mean, should we have traded five Taliban guys to get him? Yeah. Yes, we should have? Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, I am not like, I'm not one of those people who, um, what's the thing, like, that, you don't you don't do what terrorists ask you to do. I'm just like we don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, that yes, that. At the same time, I'm just like, well, but we could get our guy back. It might be nice to get our but guy back. But then is he a guy that deserted? If, you know, if people if people lost their lives trying to rescue him and he deserted and he, especially if he really wasn't, like, it, I don't know. Like, is there a chance that he like is part of the Taliban? Well, that's something that people are talking about because. His official story now, after five years, is, well, he was trying to show some sort of problems with the leadership. But mm-hmm. a lot of the suspicion is, you know, that he was talking to these guys before he got captured and that he might have yeah. wanted to defect to the Taliban. Yep. Which I'm sure that is something yeah. that will be covered this season. I mean, yeah, I know. And so and at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the serial yet, that was he the best. the Taliban. That was the best line. That's me talking to the Taliban. 
the, the Taliban. And they, yeah, so this other podcast I listened to, they were like, 1-800-TALIBAN. I'm like, oh my God, it's actually seven numbers. It's perfect. <laughs> I was... Uh... I was listening to the episode, and I, I did enjoy the whole episode. I really did. But the first time that I felt like I was listening to Serial was when she said, that's me calling the Taliban. Just for some reason, yeah, I was like, oh, there's Sarah. There she is. Yeah, and yeah, that, that we get his version of what happened. And it's weird because cause, like, the guy says, so pretty much like, the, um, like they picked you up and put you on a motorcycle and drove you away. And he's like, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Because like, uh, that kind of falls apart, really. Like, really? They put you on a motorcycle? Did you, like, hang on to them? Because when you're on a motorcycle, <laughs> you kind of have to hang on. Yeah, he didn't try to fight really back sketchy. or anything. Yeah. It seems really sketchy. And anyway, and then so she's like, next time, like, how the Taliban says this all went down. It's like, oh, my, I can't. Fucking tomorrow morning, dude, at 6 in the morning. Yep. Hey. Is it six? Tomorrow. Is it 6 Eastern or what? Um, I don't know. I heard I heard 6 a.m. So, But last time, last week when you texted me, and I had just gotten up at 6.30. It was out, so. I think it's like 6 Eastern, so 5 my time and 3 years. Because, yeah, you're, you're so funny. Like, you're like, cause, because you live in the future, <laughs> like, you start texting me, like, really early, and I'm like, dude, I just woke up. Uh, no, I'm not yet. No, I have not watched Fargo yet. I, I'm, I'm going to get to these things. And I'm sitting there, this. and I'm sitting there going, come on, lady. I know, and I did. I did. I immediately listened to Serial, of course. Of course, mm-hmm. I did, and I listened to three podcasts about it. Oh yeah. Also, I listened to. I, listened to I also listened to AV three Club. podcasts about it. Which ones do you listen to? I listened to the AV Club Serial Serial, and the Slate Serial Spoiler, which I yep. listened to both of those last time, and then this and time. Writers? No, this time one of oh. the other podcasts that I listen to regularly decided to cover Serial, at least the first episode. Um, it's called Rob Has a Podcast. He mostly covers like reality TV, but uh, they decided to cover Serial this time, so I listened to his version of it too. Yeah. Well, so I, I recommend also. So this is cool because we're actually sort of recommending things at mm-hmm. this point in our show, which we like to do. Um, so the Slate Serial podcast is good. The um, AV Club is good, and I listen to one called Crime Writers on Serial, mm-hmm. and it's hosted by uh, Rebecca, someone, and her husband. They are like partners; they're married, and they also um, write true crime novels. And then they have two other people that they talk to who also like work um, do true true crime stuff. And so during the off season, they did things like the Jinx and um, the Staircase and other stuff like that along the way. And they followed the Adnan stuff along the way. Okay, it's weird because I, I have totally gotten I've, I've like done with Adnan. I like <laughs> I unsubscribed to Rabia's thing because I was like every week I was I was so bored. I was listening to her podcast, but it lost me after a few episodes. It's I'm spoiled, you know. Serial uh, is so well produced and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, undisclosed was just not great in my mind. Yeah, and what really annoyed me about that show? I'm such a grammar Nazi that she would say I'm joined with. <laughs> it's joined by. Hey, maybe they're in a cult. Maybe they were all joined with each other. Maybe they were joined with each other. That's that's <laughs> possibly true, I suppose. Okay, so um, and maybe there was a payphone at the Best Buy. There was totally a payphone at Best Buy. Of course there was. <laughs> oh my God! Speaking of Best Buy, okay, I have a thing to tell you. Um, Nothing bad ever happened at a Best Buy. No, I know, because that was hilarious. That was the best thing that fucking happened on Scream Queens. And we both were like, ah! <laughs> um, yeah, spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the first like episode of Scream Queens. Um, but uh, so, um, Best Buy, 
Do you know who BB-8 is, the robot from the new Star Wars? Yes, the little brown guy. The one that, yeah, so I I got my bonus yesterday at work. I got mm-hmm. a really great bonus, and I got it early. Cool. And so I came home, and I looked up the BB-8, and I like, ordered it from Best Buy to go pick it up that day. And I hold it for me. I will be there. $150 for this fucking robot. I want it Holy that. shit. And then... And then I get on my phone, and my phone app, or my phone is not compatible with, it's not strong enough to do it, or whatever. Oh, shit. And neither, neither is my tablet, neither is Milo's phone. So only Chris's phone has the capability of running this thing. And I'm like, well, I can't have that, because I need to play with this thing all the time. And so you need to get a new phone. Yes, exactly. I got my bonus yesterday, and I paid off my phone. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, fucking, I just paid off that phone. I can start, like, paying off a new phone. So I might be doing that because I want this goddamn robot so bad. Nice. So bad. It's so cute. It's just so cute. It rolls around and it does stuff and it's just really, really cute and I want it. Oh. Yeah, I want it. And Milo was so upset. He's like, wait, what? We're not getting BB-8 today? I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. No. We're going to work something out, but not today. So, um, so right now I'm going to pretend that we're not recording for a sec. Okay. And we're back with The Leftovers. Okay, so, this show blows my goddamn fucking mind every week. Every week I end up just either in hysterics or super happy. And I want to talk about the very end first, and then we'll work backwards. I want to, overall, um, I want to ask you one question overall. Okay. Which is the same question you asked me about Fargo, which is season one or season two. Season two. Okay. So both of us yeah, feel like our but, shows have improved, so that's good. Yeah, but so here's the thing, too, is um, okay, you make a bunch of noise. Oh, sorry. Is that better? Okay. Yep, yeah. You want to finish okay. what you're doing, and we can... If you're doing something, you can do it. I'm finished. Okay. 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 So um, we're, um, as I told Shane, because this is so funny that we have to just tell everyone. We already discussed this, but... Um, Chris and I, or Chris watched the first couple episodes with me and then just kind of fizzled out last year, but then I have been so obsessed and insane about this show that I'm like, we have to go back from the beginning and watch from the beginning. And we're watching from the beginning. We're on episode uh, three. We just finished the Matt episode, which is great, and it's wonderful. And what so is Chris thinking? Him, like, so, but Chris, this is the thing I texted you the other night, is um, and I asked him, are you liking it? And he's like, yeah, but I feel like I need to see all of it to kind of get it and I was like it's like looking at the Mona Lisa but only seeing like the nose and the left eye mm-hmm. like, do you like this painting? I don't know because all I can see is the nose and the left eye and it's it's cool because like a lot of shows you kind of like you just kind of get into and you know who everyone is and you know what's going on but this show is so like 
like detailed about introducing you to each character. And so, like, you know, he doesn't know Nora as well as I know Nora mm-hmm. at this point, you know, but, but he's, he's met Matt now and he knows a lot about Matt and he is learning about Kevin and like that fucking deer scene in the first season when he mm-hmm. makes the deer and that, that noise that the deer makes is just so fucking weird. And then the next day his kitchen is destroyed and he runs into another deer. He's like, did you do that in my kitchen? I think that you just made me think of something, which is that one word that I would use to describe the leftovers is visceral. It makes you feel things at a very deep level, even if you don't understand what you're feeling sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And that this show, like, it just works for me on a very, very, very visceral level. I am like, I am either like laughing like Mm -hmm. super hard or overjoyed at something or sobbing hysterically. You know, like all the time. I'm never not feeling something when yeah. watching this show. Yeah. So I, I understand. I understand your Fargo that we discussed that you know like it's just more fun, and I get that it is more fun. But I really enjoy feeling things deeply. I like have a way overactive empathy gland. And mm-hmm. Like, like I see people on the street, and I like just I want to feel. I, I I see what they're feeling, and I get weirded out. Well, weird that way. That's not that's not that weird. That's good. Um, and I, I do want to make it clear to you and to the listeners that there's not it, there's not really there's not it's not like I love Fargo and hate the leftovers. I love the leftovers as well. It's just Fargo works for me better. Yeah, but yeah, I know I know that you understand like what what the leftovers is doing and how amazing it is. Um, and so this season, um, I'm not sure whether we talked about this before, that they hired this guy named Reza Aslan, who's like a religious scholar, and he's um, the like, cons- uh, consulting or consultant on the show now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, literally everything that happens on that show has a fucking reason for being. And, like, you can't, and they're like, they invite you to dig deep. Like, no, you do it. Go look for whatever you want to look for because there is a reason for it. And I know that some things are obvious, like themes of resurrection or, you know, how Matt symbolizes Job and stuff like that. I I just say, I think part of the reason why I don't hold it as high as you do is that just because of my personal life, like, I feel like I've had enough religion, okay? You know, like, I've got the whole religion thing done with. (laughs) So I, I don't like a show that I feel like it's, I don't feel like The Leftovers is preaching at me, but it's just sometimes I get a little eye-rolly when I watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. But what I like about it, too, is that, like, because it isn't the rapture, and, like, that's mm-hmm. what the whole Matt episode in the first season is about, is him, like, distributing flyers about people who, who departed. Mm-hmm. It's like, this person was a gambler who, like, gambled away all of his, like, kids' um, college money. This chick dealt drugs. She was worked at a pharmacy, and she, like, sold Vicodin to teenagers, you mm-hmm. know? That it's not, it's not a religious show, and like, it, like but it's a spiritual show, I guess. Yeah, it is, but it, it's like it's just it's really about um, family and and connections to people. Mm-hmm. And so, one of my favorite moments in the last episode was when you know Kevin and John finally is it John? Yeah, the neighbor. Yeah, they finally have a conversation, and finally he realizes, okay, maybe there is some shit going on. And then they walk home, and then he's like, well, what if no one's home? And you come over to my house. And that's cool, too, because it's about, it's about the characters, and it's about that sort of uh, connection that you make with people. But I also feel like I, I, I do want... John tried I, to kill him earlier that night. I, I do want some more concrete answers. I do. It bothers me that, 
okay, you can die and you can come back and nobody's going to explore that, you know? Yeah, but so who but who knows about his dying and coming back? Really? Well, uh he does and now John does and John's son and uh his that one dude's father and I assume he's going to tell the rest of his family. I just mean I don't mean the scientific community should do experiments killing people and bringing them back. I just mean that I don't know. I feel like a lot of it is just there is something vaguely spiritual going on and just accept it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally, I get that. I totally get that. And what's interesting is the other podcast I listen to, the Bald Move podcast, they are just, like, coming all over themselves without the show. <laughs> one of them is one of them is also a, a former JW. That is yeah. weird. They're all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> and the other one I think is was also from a religious, not JW, but, mm-hmm. but something like that. But um, but yeah, they're they're just they're insane for this show. They just they just are gaga for it. And it, I mean, the acting is amazing, mm-hmm. and the writing is amazing. And I mean, go Damon Lindelof because Ross Ross kind of lost its way and got really weird at times, you know, and was just mm-hmm. like, off the rails and didn't make any sense. But this show has a cohesive narrative, I think it does. And Kevin, I think Kevin can't die. It's not it's not that anyone can can do what Kevin does. Kevin. But what about all those other people? What about all those other people in the hotel that they were presumably working on their coming back? No, no, they just might have been dead. They might not have been coming back. All right, but I was reading a thing online. It was talking about that lady that has the, uh, she speaks Spanish, and she has the cooler with the heart in it. Yeah. She has to get into the hotel. And people were saying, well, she probably picked a doctor's uniform, and then that her thing that she has to do is get that heart delivered or whatever. And I feel like a lot of the people in that hotel, or at least anybody that doesn't drink the water, is going to go on a mission and try to come back. So I don't, I, I don't think Kevin's that special. Except that, like, when he tried to kill himself, the earth opened up and swallowed all the water, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing is, it's a little frustrating to have so many questions. Okay. I I, I totally get it. I totally get where you're coming from. I still love the show. It's still very well done and definitely well acted. Everybody is so good on this show. It's just, I don't feel satisfied by it. But we get one more season of it, and I'm very interested to see how that goes. And I'm excited that they're that that's it that, that we mm-hmm. know that this will be it and that they're ending it and that's nice. Um, so uh, what I was going to say at the very beginning, um, I want to start at the very end, mm-hmm. was that I didn't I don't know why I didn't expect a happy ending because the first season had kind of a happy ending. It's because it's not a very happy show most of the time. Yeah, and so but yeah, when when it did have like literally the happiest sucking ending ever, I lost my fucking mind. I was, like, sobbing hysterically. I'm like, oh, my God, and it's them, and it's them, and it's them. Although it was sort of weird that, like, no one said, oh, my God, Kevin, are you okay? Because he was, like, covered in blood and stuff. I'm happy that everybody is together, um, including Nora and including the old wife and the son and the daughter and the adopted baby and everybody's all together. That's good. Mm -hmm. I was really worried about the baby during the stampede. Oh, I know, right? But I think that baby's magic. I think Holy Wayne has magic babies. <laughs> and I think he probably, he probably has more magic babies out there because he was, like, tweaking with a ton of, like, young Asian girls, right? I don't think he's magic at all. You don't? Well, he was supposed to have given his power to the 
to the kid, and then it turns out that's not real, you know. And well, no, that was the, no, that was just the story he told. Tommy just to, just told that story. That never happened. Okay, he refused Wayne's hug. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. All right, well, I, I just watched that episode where he refused Wayne's hug. I have nope. seen no evidence that Holy Wayne has done anything magical. Except he told Kevin that he would. Kevin asked for his family back. Okay. And he has. Does that mean that Holy Wayne caused it? Yes. Hmm. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't mean that at all. The thing about this show, another thing about this show is it's kind of hard to tell, and I know it's on purpose, but it's kind of hard to tell what is magic and what is not, you know? like. Oh, okay. So have I told you about the 2% thing, the 2% theory? No, tell me. Okay, so 2% of the people disappeared, right, for, mm-hmm. for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. It's completely unexplainable. So the writers of the show have decided that there is there's 2% of, of magic unexplainable. Okay. In, in, in the writing and in, in the show and in the theories, the 2% is completely unexplainable because it is, you know? The people disappeared. The whole premise of the show is unexplainable magic. I was, I was actually very happy when they showed what happened to the girls because I, do, I don't want there to be another disappearance. Um, I, I, I don't want that to happen. That was just dumb altogether. Like there was going to be a, a three-person departure. Like, the fact that they yeah. mentioned that no one else departed. That there's not a three-person departure. That's not. A but it it did have an impact on this season, which was cool. And I liked like the episode that uh, Nora was being told that she was a lens. That was pretty cool because mm. she got to have that moment of, "Am I causing this?" But overall, uh, that was pretty. Uh, that was a, a better ending than I expected for those girls. Yeah, really. What were you expecting? I thought they were dead, or I thought there was a chance. There was a chance that they were disappeared, but I had no idea that they had joined the guilty remnant, and that was a better, narratively, a better ending for them. Oh, man, the scenes where they're on the bridge and everybody thinks that they have the bomb and the mom is shaking the daughter, that killed me. Um, I mean, not to get too far into personal stuff, but the relationship I have with my family, man, I can't imagine. You know, that just just absolutely devastated me seeing that scene. And her her standing there refusing to acknowledge her mom. Just staring, just staring. Yeah, and yeah, and the thing is, is too, is like, I, I'm so dumb. I, I feel like I'm so dumb because <laughs> Meg threw the grenade on the bus and mm-hmm. it didn't explode, mm-hmm. and yet I was so worried that there was a bomb on the bridge. Well, a bomb on the bridge. It's the, it's the grenade again. I was pretty sure there was not a bomb on the bridge because I thought they're not going to do that because just because it was too obvious. But I mean, there was a countdown, and you know, you want a good way to make people excited about your finale. You put a countdown in it. You know, I knew something was going to happen. Um, and then everybody started taking their clothes off, and I was like, hmm, what kind of countdown was this? But um, that was uh, very tense, and I loved it. And, and yeah, I, I love... Why, why is it that every show, that the penultimate episode is, is the best one? This is how it's been rocking lately. And, like, fucking Game of Thrones, Ned Stark, sorry, spoiler alert, gets his head cut off in nine. <laughs> and, you know, Purple Wedding, and all this stuff happens in nine. Well, I think with a lot of shows, to make a satisfying ending, you have to have the penultimate episode be the one where everything happens, and then the finale is the fallout. Mm-hmm. 
I I loved I loved the fallout. I loved the fallout. That fucking this crazy shit in the streets and mm-hmm. and um, some people refer to it as like a Burning Man thing outside. It is nothing with Burning Man. That's just let's just put the kibosh on saying mm-hmm. that right now. That's insane. Burning Man is an art, artistic thing full of love and awesomeness. It's not and drugs. People putting people in stocks <laughs> and drugs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but not everyone. Like you learn people who are like, oh no, totally not. Yeah, one of our favorite people there was Mormon. He was huh. super sweet and nice. And like Chris got sick one night and he like had some Nyquil and he was like, going to give Chris the Nyquil. He's like, oh wait, have you like taken anything that might like interfere with the Nyquil? Like, oh, that's oh, nice. So, yeah, it was totally nice. They would bring us food every day, like knock on our trailer door and like show up with like plates of cheesy eggs and bacon and fruit. Mm. Yes. Thank you, Mormon <laughs> neighbors. You are the best people on the planet. <laughs> Big ups to Buddy from Burning Man. Um, so, uh, let's see. I, um, so, Patty. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Patty a little bit. Do you think um, Patty is going to be in season three? I do not. I think Patty is gone. I think so, too. So, oh, okay. So, also, speaking of Patty, I want to talk about the fact that the Golden Globe nominations came out and how mm-hmm. fucking pissed I was. Like, literally, not one for the leftovers. And I, I'm just, I don't even understand how that's possible. And then Lady well, Gaga got a nomination for, for Best Actress. Okay, so, well, for one thing, so, the, Golden Globes, the Golden Globes the Golden Globes is an organization of the, the Hollywood Foreign Press, which consists... And what is that even? Okay, the Hollywood Foreign Press is just what it says. It's reporters from all around the world that report on Hollywood. So, yes. it's actually... They're morons. Well... They're a very, very small group. It's like 40 people total. I might be exaggerating, but it's a small group. Compared to like the Emmys or the Oscars, the number of people that vote on the Golden Globes is tiny. And so a lot of times the nominees and the winners in the Golden Globes aren't necessarily indicative of anything else because this is what a very few people in other countries think of these shows. So okay. don't get that upset about the Golden Globes. The Emmys actually make much more sense, even though the Emmys have a tendency to reward the same thing over and over again. But whatever. Point being, the Golden Globes yes. are not really a barometer. Yes, but then, so then, after that, two days later, the Critics' Choice Awards came out, or nominations came out. Mm-hmm. And we got we got Kevin, Nora, um, Regina King, and Anne Dowd, mm-hmm. um, Best Series... So all of those, so that's awesome. And on American Horror Story, not Lady Gaga, but uh, Sarah, Sarah Paulson and Kathy uh, Bates and uh, Wes Bentley. So, yeah. I'm, I'm not on board with Wes Bentley. I don't think he's been great. I, he's, just, he's just doing his best Batman. You know what? I uh, To veer off into American Horror Story for a moment, um, I, I, I'm very interested to see what happens with his character now that he's had a like a mental break. But uh, also, all of the guys on American Horror Story are the same guy, except for yeah. except for but, Evan Peter Peter Evans. So, but yeah, so like it's it's weird because like all of her boyfriends are are well, like people who look sort of like Rudolph Valentino. Yeah. Well, have you have you caught up on the season? Yeah, yeah, I'm Well, she explicitly says that last episode. She tells him, I've yeah. been trying to make you for the last 80 years. Yeah, yep, I know. So that's an explanation at least, but still, it's very annoying that all these guys look the same. I was trying to, uh, I was watching the show and my roommate has never seen it before, but he was watching it with me. He's like, now who's that guy? I said, oh, that's the guy from the 20s. 
well, who's that guy? I'm like, well, okay, that's the guy that she dumped a few weeks ago. Well, I thought that was the one she was getting married to. No, that's another guy. Yep, I know. Yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah. And that wedding dress that he made her, so fucking ugly. Mm. You need to write into the show. I know. I know. I do. I know. I was actually thinking that because I'm the fashion police of all the shows, and I need to write in and be like, that fucking dress from a designer was so fucking ugly. There have been so many things that we have talked about when, when you've been taking your sabbatical that we have stopped talking and said, none of us are qualified. Oh, it was last week. I remember now. It was last week. Nate had a... Uh, a podcast pop quiz question about Lady Gaga's eyebrows and how they kept changing in different scenes. And uh, <laughs> we get to talking about why that would be and anything. And I eventually said, guys, I think we have the three least qualified people to try to discuss this. Yep. All right. I will, I'll bring up the eyebrows tomorrow. I will. Okay. I, I have a theory on the eyebrows. I actually do. Okay, so, cool. Um, so the leftovers, um, the reason I like season two more than season one is um, is season one was based on the book mm-hmm. and and the book was cool and stuff, but it was just um, a little more uh, I don't know like gr centric I think like the yeah. gr is way less present in season two mm-hmm. and and we get to know our characters way better in season two. And well, they focus on like that. one character every episode. Yeah, which is amazing and cool, and I think, yeah, I love I love Tommy. Tommy didn't get like enough love in the first season, and Tommy is a really interesting fucking character. And I love Tommy's relationships. Uh, okay, here's the thing: I think last season like had lots of like character-centric episodes, but not the relationships between the characters. And this season is about like the relationships between the characters very much. I liked um, I, the addition of the new family this year. I liked them. But you know who I fucking hate? I hate John. I do not like him. Well, I just I, I like that they I'm added looking him. Looking at him, he makes me he makes me angry. I hope he gets better. I hope he does. Yeah, you're right. And I think oh, he's starting I to. Now I say something about what you said about you need some answers, mm-hmm. dude. Like seriously, it says it right in the fucking song. So let the mystery be. I know. I know. Uh, but this is actually one of the things I love about the show is that, like, in life, you don't, you can't always get all the answers, and sometimes there just aren't answers. And I love that about it. I've had this discussion with my fucking 10-year-old son. Like, so what happened? Are we ever going to find out what happened? Nope, we're not. Well, uh... We have to let that fucking go. The other way to say that is the way that Mystery Science Theater says it, which is, you know, just repeat to yourself, it's just a show, I should really just relax. Exactly. Point. But if I'm going to focus on it and podcast about it, it's more than just a show. But whatever. It's true. It's true. But anyway, so I have enjoyed talking about this show with you, though. Oh, yeah. And like all of our all of our textings and emails back and forth. And I think we've covered pretty much everything. Yeah. We've, we've been talking for a while. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love, I love this show. I love it so much. I'm really glad to be watching it again with Chris. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. And because he's been like, every once in a while he'll be sitting in the room while I'm watching it. And I find him watching it. And I'm like, but you don't know what's going on. Stop watching. I feel like you if know, you had not talked so much to me about it, I wouldn't have watched it at all. I'm I'm really okay. glad that you got me to watch it. Good, good. That's awesome. I just, and so yeah, it's cool. We did, we did two season two shows this year that were really good. And then we also did two detectives, which blew. And, <laughs> and Scream Queens, which was, was middling. It was middling, but it was, that's not a season two. So the other ones were like, season one was so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, God. And then True Detective just blew, kind of blew chunks, honestly. Mm. Yeah. I hope, I hope that one's better next time. Well, so, we know that there's... 
Let's do it a year and a half for Fargo. God damn it. <laughs> As you say, we know that there's going to be a season three of Fargo, and we know that there's going to be a season three of The Leftovers. We don't know if there's going to be a new season of uh, Scream Queens, but I kind of doubt it. I think the ratings were not great towards the end. Yeah. And, but like, if, you if, and I will find shows to talk about, though. Yeah, and do you know about American Crime Story? I know about it. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to watch it, and Sarah Paulson is playing Marsha Clark. Mm-hmm. So I'm into that. I love her. And I just, <laughs> you sent me the thing. I didn't know she was, well, I guess she's not a lesbian. She's bisexual, but. Yeah, I didn't know that until I saw it. And you were right. 73-year-old woman? Yeah, and Nate is still super jealous. Oh, he's jealous of the 72-year-old woman? Oh, yeah. Who's getting some from, from his girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Those poor boys. <laughs> I don't have any boyfriends on American Horror Story, so and I have tons of tons of Hollywood boyfriends, but hmm. I'm on that show, so you need to talk to Ryan Murphy about casting. Well, no, it's fine because I got, I got John with the card. I'm cool. Nice. Still falling back on him. Yeah, Milo and I are watching the X Men movies now. Okay. Going back to the beginning, so we've watched one and two so far. Two was really fucking confusing. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait till anyway, you get the days of future so, past. Okay, wait. Let's do recommendations before we're done. Suggestions. Yes, suggestions. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, okay. Recommendations from you. Um, I want to recommend, because it is the Christmas season, my very, very favorite Christmas movie, which I know I've talked to you about before, but I, I don't shut up about it, is Mixed Nuts with Steve Martin. And it is amazing. It's a farce. It is a lot of crazy characters, a lot of stuff going down nobody has ever heard of this movie when i mention it but find it listeners find it somewhere and watch it it's amazing is it like does it have nuts with a z no 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 with an s okay but it's it's steve martin and uh shit uh chick from brig like elizabeth the woman well it's tom hanks's real life wife is in it and the woman who was she was in clue uh, she played Mrs. White. Uh, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn is in it. Uh, Adam Sandler has a very small role. Leave Schreiber plays a crossdresser. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Gary Shandling is in it. Uh, it's it's just weird and cool. There's they work at a suicide hotline on Christmas Eve and they're getting evicted. And there's a there's a there's a serial killer on the loose. And there's a pregnant couple, and there's uh, craziness. It's just a crazy, crazy movie, and I love it. Awesome sauce. That's that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, literally, all I wrote down was Serial and Star Wars, um, because I wanted to make sure to mention those. Um, but let's see. Um, there was something I was going to say. Uh, 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 oh, I saw um, The Night Before on my birthday. Oh, yeah, how was that? To, um, it was... It was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like it wasn't as funny as some of the stuff like the interview and things like that. At oh. the but at the end the end I ended up loving it and okay. I also ended up not I don't hate Miley Cyrus anymore. I haven't seen it yet but I want to see that. Oh and it was sorry. Oh no 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 just the fact that, that I, I don't hate Miley Cyrus anymore is actually kind of huge. Cool. I, I really hated her a lot but she was funny and cool in the movie and um, yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It's it's a cool like it's a movie about like like friends who've been doing the same thing on Christmas Eve for fourteen years and now they're gonna like stop doing it. And so it's I feel like you know, I'm an old person and, <laughs> and so 
yeah, that kind of thing. But I went to see that movie, and then I went and got a fuck statue afterwards. So nice. Yeah, I was I'm not that old. <laughs> one more thing, and I think I've mentioned before that this was going to happen, but uh, they did a Kickstarter for a new season of Mystery Science Theater, and oh, it, yeah. the Kickstarter ended the other day. And they raised, their goal was 12 episodes. They raised enough for 14 episodes, including a Christmas special. And they became the number one movie or video Kickstarter of all time. They passed the Veronica Mars movie. So there is so much support for new MST3K, and I'm very excited about that. But the Veronica Mars movie was two hours, and this was like 28 hours. But Yeah, but point being, they passed the, yeah. the, the limit, and that is awesome. And it's going to have Felicia Day and Patton Oswalt, and it's going to be great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And yeah, and thank you so much for telling me what was going on on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turned that on and started streaming it. And nice. I need to watch Mitchell again. I have Mitchell on DVD. It's, it, Mitchell is the best. What's your favorite? I know it, but I forgot. Uh, I, don't, I have so many favorites, but I think two of my favorites are Overdrawn at the Memory Bank and <laughs> and uh, uh, Space Mutiny. Yeah, you can't get Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. I've tried. Like, no. Netflix like, puts it on their list, then says it's not available. Like, we'll make it fucking available or take it off the goddamn list. <laughs> but no, um, I like Mitchell and um, the one with the head, the woman with... with the brain the that head. wouldn't die. The brain that wouldn't die. I love that one. It's the best, yes. All right, so, hey, thanks, everyone, for listening to this season of um, Sadie and Shane's Super Happy Fun Time Fall Fiesta. There's we'll be back. Random... There could be random winter fiestas. There could be movies mm-hmm. that we see that we want to talk about. There could be stuff. And this will all show up on the True Detective feed and, um, because that's where we live. And <laughs> so if True Detective, True Detective is coming back next year, yeah? Uh, they haven't said yet. Oh. Hmm. But it'll also show up on the regular Baltic Effect feed. Yes, absolutely. It will do that, too. So, um, yeah, subscribe to all of Public Effect. Um, mm-hmm. um, sign up for our Facebook page. Like us there. Like we lost a like last week. What the hell? Why, what? Why? Why, why, why do people unlike us? You know what it is? Even, I know what it is. Um, I'm too beautiful, and they're jealous. No, they they left because you left, and they don't like the replacement. Oh, God. <laughs> don't even. Stop it, stop it, stop it. No, I am not gone. I am just on a little break, mm-hmm. and I just have some things I'm dealing with, and I will be back as mm-hmm. soon as I can. Um, there are shows coming up in the offing that I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. that might happen, might have special guests, may or may not. We don't Maybe. Know. We don't know. Secrets. Secrets. Happy holidays, everybody. Okay. Happy holidays, and the end.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.